0: What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. It's 2021. Let's start the year off right with a new podcast called Hablamos Today. Without further ado, here's the little sting and let's go. See you the truth is, I am a Jedi. No way! Excellent! Mama made it. Give it up for the world champion wrong. Glorious. I can do this all
1: day. Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Amen. Assemble. No! And my friend's
1: this is the way.
0: Hello. The ceiling is the roof. Welcome everybody, first-time listeners and long-time listeners of this podcast. Uh, So right off the bat, I just want to let you guys know we are going through a little bit of a rebranding of the podcast. Uh, The title is just going to be different instead of First Recess. uh, I'm changing it up and it's going to be Hablamos Today. So Hablamos is Spanish for Let's Talk or We Talk. And in is English for today. Uh, so yeah, so that's where the title comes from. That's the meaning of the title. And it's basically going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a recommendations right at the start, uh, just kind of go off a recommendation that I feel like you guys might like, and from that recommendation, I'll have a host. Or a host I'm the host I'll have a guest on here and we'll talk a little bit about that recommendation and then build a story from that either from my own experiences their own experiences or whatever experiences that we bring up or find out as we continue to talk about it Uh, so I hope you guys will like that format Uh, Let me know in any comments, any boards, any reviews. You can find us on Spotify. Give us a follow there. On Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. And we do have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, You can always like us, subscribe there, leave us comments. Let us know if you guys like this or not. And even... You're more than welcome to hop on the show with us, be a guest, just let me know, just send me a message on there. So without further ado, uh, this episode, I was privileged enough to talk to one of my good friends from way back in the day in my undergrad days of Cal State Long Beach, uh, my good friend, Danny, she's a professional dancer in uh, LA so in this episode I asked my friend Danny why she loves dance what types of dance she loves which what inspires her the most to continue dancing and how that inspiration started when she was young um, we also get into a little bit about uh, Cobra Kai which that's the recommendation of the episode if Everybody, if you all like 80s nostalgia in the valley of Southern California, San Fernando Valley, um, karate, you're going to like this show. Also, it's a very good story. It's very fun. A few twists and turns here and there. Um, I would honestly recommend it. It's a great binge watch on Netflix. 20 minute or 20 to 30 minute episodes, like you can't go wrong. So we talk very little bit about that, but mostly, uh, it's about dance and the beauty behind it and the amazing effect it has on all of us really. So without further ado, well I'll catch you all on the other side of this break. And I hope you liked this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so for today, I'm going to have a guest who I've known since, I want to say, like, roughly 2012. Like, we met in my undergrad, or our, our undergrad in uh, Cal State Long Beach. Um, my good friend... Danny, the fire ballerina. (laughs) Welcome, welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Leo. I'm happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So I think to start things off, where does that nickname come from? The fire ballerina?
1: It was a self given name. um, When I, you know, about a year ago when I was Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to sort of kickstart my career as a performer. And I I made a separate Instagram account so that I could have a separate platform to express myself as an artist um, and have that, that separate platform to inspire me to create more dance content. And, um, you know, I, I had originally made the Instagram with a different name and then I thought more about it and I wanted to create kind of like Mm. an alter ego that I could embody when I was performing to sort of help me detach from my, my like normal everyday self or, you know, just embody a different version of myself that is, Mm. it's definitely an aspect of my personality and my character but I never really gave myself permission before to to be the artist that I that I wanted to be and so I felt like if I gave myself a name like a you know a stage name essentially right. it, it could inspire me to 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 be that fierce badass performer um and the fire ballerina it was sort of a, you know it, it it included a couple of different things because I like to dance in many different styles Uh, Mm -hmm. and I've had a lot of training in classical art forms like ballet and then and then in modern dance forms and when I finished college I got into different types of movement art like flow art and fire art so I wanted to create a name that sort of embodied all the Get, it, express the range of which I can perform in so yeah that's where the fire ballerina came from
0: that's yeah that is so awesome I <laughs> thank you I mean I can honestly say I don't think I have a nickname that that's that is that cool <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> But that, that's really awesome so like so you you're saying you do dance what would be like your earliest memory of dancing and what made you like fall in love with dance, with the art of dance?
1: Oh my gosh. That, oh, that's such a, that's such an incredible question because <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a wonderful experience when you are a young person, a child, and you're learning so much about the world and you're learning so much about yourself and how you perceive the world and everyone Mm -hmm. just naturally has different skills and talents and interests and my earliest memories of dancing were with my family with my cousins and my sister and um, it was actually you know just casual um casual dancing like at parties where my aunts would teach how to do some traditional Persian dance moves, and I, I just felt so much joy when I was dancing with my family, you know, like, everyone uh-huh. would laugh, and we would spin, and my aunt would put us in her, like, long floral skirts that were way too big for us, so she would pin them up by our waist to to fix them to our bodies. And I just felt like it just made me feel so magical. And, and I, I really, yeah. So those are my earliest memories of dance. I fell in love with it so quickly because it just made me feel a way that nothing else did. And I, I often thought that as I grew older, that I'd kind of grow out of that feeling, but I never grew out of that feeling (laughs)
0: i still feel the same
1: way when i'm dancing
0: oh i love that i love that what what would what's a technically what's a traditional persian dance move so i'm trying to think i I mean i know salsa like ballroom i guess the ones you would see on tv but yeah what would be a traditional persian dance move
1: well um Persian dance, and you know, it's often something that you inherit, especially now because dance in Iran is, is still illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, like during the the revolution and when my father immigrated to the United States, um, there was Mm -hmm. a, a, a change going on in Iran, um, the Shah of Iran was overthrown and the regime was changed to be mostly um, totalitarian Islamic Republic. And so dance is, Mm -hmm. is illegal in, in Iran right now. So usually like when you, and, and I've never even been to Iran, so I don't have a lot to say about that. I just know what my family passed down to me here as a, you know, an Iranian American girl, um, second Mm -hmm. generation Iranian American. Um, So uh, traditional Persian dance moves are often like, you know, you do kind of like snake arms, the wrists and the hands are very expressive. You like move your shoulders kind of up and down circling and you'll do movements with your hips. It's, It's sort of like belly dance, but not quite like as, uh-huh. as much mobility through the spine and in the belly because it's, it's a little bit more about like, you know, simple gestures with the hands and simple movements with the hips. And they often tell a story. So I remember one of the first dances I learned when I was really young
0: mm-hmm.
1: was kind of like, um, my aunt showed us how to spin so that our skirts would fly up. And then after you, you spin around a few times and your skirt flies up. You kind of kneel down and you crouch down on the ground and then your skirt becomes uh, this, it lays down on the ground in a circular pattern. And then you kind of move your hands around the the hem of your skirt, like you're serving tea or like placing uh, pastries Uh in front of you. And so it's, it's often a story. Uh, Yeah. it, It was so adorable. I really like now that I'm pursuing dance more, professionally and giving myself more permission to explore my art, I've been wanting to go back to the root of where it all started for me because this is, this is essentially my origin story with dance and I want to study more traditional dance forms, the tribal dance forms, the Middle Eastern dance forms, so I have better knowledge of this because it is something I'm incredibly passionate about.
0: Wow, that's, yeah, that's really, really cool. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so, like, how many how many different types of dance do you know? So, and how has that changed from, oh, well, you've, you've kind of, like, detailed that. So, you want to go more <laughs> to your roots. So, I guess, yeah, which one would you be your favorite? Uh
1: oh, that's now. also such a difficult question for me to answer <laughs> because, I, I love, uh, expression through human movement. So I, I love many different, many, many different styles of dance. Mm -hmm. And certainly that's changed throughout my lifetime. Like I, I became really enamored with classical dance and was studying ballet and wanted Mm -hmm. to be a contemporary ballet dancer. And then when I went to college, I started studying modern dance and, exploring the work of Martha Graham and Doris Humphrey and Jose Lamone. And then those became my favorite art forms. And then in more recent years, because I've been thinking a lot about my origin story, belly dancing became the focus of my attention. And there's so many different styles within each, within each style, right? So like belly dance is, there's so many types. There's Egyptian belly dance, there's Persian, Turkish, um, tribal, tribal fusion, American cabaret. And I, I certainly, uh, I've, so there's certainly different styles that speak to me the most like Egyptian belly dance, Turkish belly dance and tribal fusion. And then there, and I love hip hop dancing. So then there's like, I, I try not to, to play favorites with dance anymore because I just think it is such a beautiful experience for people to express themselves and their bodies like that. I became so focused on studying human movement. When you met me, I was double majoring in dance and kinesiology at Cal State Long Mm -hmm. Beach. And then I would find myself like sitting on the benches at school and just watching people walk or like watching people talk and how... Uh people express themselves with their gestures and their facial expressions. And I was like, this is, this is a dance too. And so it's, it goes so much deeper for me than just like the styles of dance, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Cause that's that kind of sounds like what my, my partner does too. She's a, a physical therapist. So yeah. she does watch people walk sometimes. Uh-huh. And then she kind of yeah. tries to get a diagnosis of like, huh, what could possibly be ailing this person as they, as they walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's so, that's so cool. Like, I mean, I've, I mean, I've taken really like salsa classes and um, ballroom classes. Mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. during my undergrad and I, I don't know, I like to say because of my, like, Hispanic heritage, salsa comes natural to me. Mm-hmm. If I practice it, then I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm sure you're great at it.
0: <laughs> um, but one thing you mentioned that's, like, very, uh, very interesting, and I kind of want to see how you define it, is uh, fire art and flow art. Mm-hmm. What, What is that?
1: Yeah, so, well, fire dancing is actually its origins um, originate in tribal forms mm-hmm. of dance. But um, in more, you know, current times, flow art and fire dancing became, it was sort of appropriated into Western culture through like, um, like the festival community.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: a lot of people who enjoy going to festivals um, are very connected to th- their spirituality and they like to engage in activities that enhance their mind-body connection. So flow is a state of mind, It's a, and there's actually a lot of studies in psychology that are interested in this concept of flow it's it's you know it's that feeling and sensation that you get in your mind and in your body when you're doing an activity and you sort of like you detach from your surroundings and and you're really present in the moment and you're just moving through energy sensing your own energy in this space and um, often flow art and fire dancing involves the use of a prop so mm-hmm. it's it's such a cool art form because when as for me as a dancer when i first started learning flow art and fire dancing i was in college uh, when when you and i met i was i think it was mm-hmm. like my junior year and i had never danced While manipulating a prop before, uh, I'd always, you know, just been sort of, you know, I'd focused on jazz and modern and ballet, hip hop. And sometimes, you know, you might have a prop during choreography like a hat or a cane or a a shawl, you know, or a veil if I'm dancing, belly dance or a balancing sword. But I had never manipulated a prop in such a way that, you know, it was spinning at fast speeds around my body and so because it is such a challenging task and oftentimes you know there's there's different types of props that you can use in in flow and in fire dancing there can it can be a uh, two props or it can be one prop and it just it's very stimulating to your mind because you're not just focusing on your body segments and your weight distribution and your own center of gravity but you also have to be extremely aware of the object Mm -hmm. that you're dancing with that you're manipulating so um that's kind of like how i would define it i feel like other people would probably describe (laughs) it differently (laughs) but that's sort of where (laughs) where i feel what i feel about that
0: i love that well a couple of things come to mind and well one thing is flow art and like having your body i don't know flow with the energy that you're releasing it makes me think of, uh, the phrase being in the zone.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Right. Somebody like could be playing the piano and they just like go off and riff just basically knowing how to play and just going on that, you know, they could be in the zone Mm -hmm. or somebody playing Mm -hmm. a sport. They just like basketball, like Kobe Bryant could be just shooting and keep making them and making them and making them, and you're just like, oh my god, he can't miss. He's like in the yes. zone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I love, that's so cool. And, and it, I don't know, right? It makes me think, like, even to like a like a small area of being in your own zone or like being lost in the music. Like you can just start mm-hmm. dancing and get your get lost in the music that you're listening to doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be a performance but just like I don't know being in your apartment you could start listening to music and then you just like I don't know let the music take over you which it's f- it's interesting it's fun oh that's awesome and then the other thing that makes me think of um I think kind of like overall and like dancing and stuff like how similar in a way that is to like martial arts Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: I I mean, I used to do martial arts when I was younger. Uh, technically, I'm a black belt. I got my black belt when I was sixteen. Cool.
1: Good for you. Um.
0: So that takes it's, a lot of
1: training. That's such yeah, a huge accomplishment.
0: Uh, I blame my brother. <laughs> he, <laughs> my brother's nine years older than me. He loves martial arts, and he got me into it. So that's something. That's an incredible that's just, skill. Yeah, it's it's a hidden skill, right? You. What's the one rule of uh, like martial arts or like karate that's the one I did um is uh using it in defense only so like you never start a fight but like you defend yourself and other people so I never mm-hmm. get to show it but you know I'm ready in any mm. case. I don't know
1: <laughs> no yeah no that makes sense
0: but the with with martial arts the way it gets me thinking and the way I've seen uh, dancers utilize right when they're dancing they can utilize different aspects of like different dances in um, a possible like routine that they're showing mm-hmm. it, it makes me think of martial artists and if and a martial artist who not just knows like like their own like karate or their own like I don't know fighting style, they can incorporate, other ones that they learned like Muay Thai or yeah. Yeah. other stuff and also with using like uh like weapons or like a bow staff so like a long stick
1: mm-hmm. using that
0: <laughs> and incorporating that is is just this just making my brain go like this is so interesting it's <laughs> really awesome
1: do you remember sorry uh side topic do you but do you know remember Gentel's taxonomy when we learned about um the different levels of movement complexity and and skill acquisition where like if you you're moving in a state space... oh it's okay this is, this is kind of a little off topic but um, oh I'll, I'll kind of like brush it up really quickly um
0: oh no we're gonna go on a it, tangent now <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i just I, I this is the way that i like analyze movement right because when you're moving in a space, whether you're doing martial arts or practicing martial arts or practicing dance, um, uh, the movement is considered like less complex and, and requires less cognitive focus necessarily if it's just you alone in a space. But if you're, for example, skiing or snowboarding down a mountain and there are other people on the mountain weaving, Mm -hmm through the path, you have to be even more alert because you're now taking into consideration moving objects in the space. In addition to that example, also incorporates yeah. the use of a prop manipulation, the device that, that you're balancing on, you're manipulating your snowboard or your skis. And so that's, that adds to the level of complexity of that movement. And then you, know, you can analyze any sport or any movement with Gentel's de- taxonomy you know how many props are you manipulating? Are there other people in the space? Are you navigating the space? Are you stationary in the space? things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's it's so cool. Like i I I love analyzing and studying human movement. I've been wanting to kind of read some of my old textbooks uh-huh. <laughs> from <laughs> Cal State Long Beach days to get back into the sort of mindset that I used to be in when I analyzed movement in college.
0: That's so cool. Oh my god. Yeah, cuz huh. It makes me it makes me think and it kind of goes next to like partners. Partners when you when you dance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where my brain goes. My brain's going to like traditionally traditionally men are the leaders in a dance in certain dances. I mm-hmm. it makes me try to think are there there must be dances that the woman is the lead in a partner scenario. I don't know if flamenco, flamenco, I think I don't still the man know is that still... much
1: about ballroom forms. Uh-huh. I, I've i done a little bit of like salsa, a little bit of Argentine tango, and a little bit of like a traditional waltz. Mm-hmm. But um, flamenco, I, I don't have, a, I don't think I have any experience dancing flamenco, but I'm, I, so is that the case with flamenco? Is the female usually the lead?
0: I'm not 100% sure on that. But when you like watch it's it... I choreographed. The, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying.
0: The woman has more of a presence on the stage mm. than the man. Mm.
1: I'm going to be looking <laughs> at flamenco videos now <laughs> after this <laughs> nice. conversation. I'm, I'm going to want to go and check it out. But yeah, it can certainly be choreographed into a routine um, mm-hmm. where there can be moments where the, the female dancer is guiding or leading the male dancer. Yeah.
0: Now, do you, have you done partner, I guess, dancing with partners? And do you like, <laughs> do you pre- would you prefer dancing with partners or dancing like in a group or by yourself?
1: Well, I, Or all I, of the you above, know. I don't know. Yeah, all of the above, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have most experience dancing by myself because mm-hmm. I've trained for many, many years in, uh, as, you know, just working on my own technique and on developing my skills. Um. And i and certainly done a lot of group dances because I've performed on stage with my mm-hmm. dance team in high school, both of the dance teams that I was on in high school, group dances during college. Um, I, I, and so I would say that partner dancing is probably the thing I have the least experience in, um, but I do enjoy it. When I was in high school, my high school boyfriend was so adorable he like really took an interest in dance because of how much I loved it and we took some Argentine tango classes for a little while and I was I was just obsessed with it I wanted to spend more time learning and perfecting that kind of art form but you know after we went to college we we ended up splitting up and you know because people Mm -hmm. just move in different directions and it was still a really great experience that I got to share with a with a partner, um, but you know, it's it's a bit more challenging if you don't have a partner who is interested in that kind of activity. Um, it's hard to like get them to feel passionate about going to a class with you. Um, and That's sometimes great. I would go to salsa classes um, and by myself, cause I still wanted to try. And then I, I would just like feel uncomfortable sometimes dancing with people that I didn't know, or I'd like dance with like a shorter older man and his like face was like right at my like breast level and he was just like staring yeah. at my breast like, the whole time so I was like yeah I don't know if I'll come back
0: right like excuse me sir it's like eye contact like, <laughs> yeah. uh, up here up here yeah I can't imagine yeah that sounds very uncomfortable <laughs>
1: Sorry to like go there, but it's a really like honest
0: thing, (laughs) you know, it's more comfortable to
1: learn uh, ballroom dance and um, social dance forms like that. If you have someone who's interested in learning it with you, um, it it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a romantic partner. Just, you know, someone that is going to be as consistent and as passionate with it as you are.
0: Exactly. And on on a side note, this is to all the guys out there. Remember, if you're dancing and your partner that you're dancing with is an amazing, beautiful woman, just eye contact. Eye contact. (laughs) That's all you got to do. That's all you got to (laughs) do. Be a decent human being. Eye contact. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh So to like segue, to Mm -hmm. kind of keep on topic, I think. So I have a fun question. (laughs) Cool. So traditionally... Um, it's always been like a man's, technically right, responsibility to ask a woman to dance mm-hmm. in, so in you know, like a dance setting. Um, do you still think that is the case today? And have you ever asked someone to dance?
1: Hmm. Well, I would say it's definitely, it's still something that is really prevalent in our culture Um, you know it's it's hard to to change cultures and societies but I definitely Mm -hmm. say that things are moving in the direction where things where that kind of dynamic is a little more equal it's it's more common now for women to approach men to dance Mm -hmm. I have certainly yes I, I have asked men to dance with me before because when I go out I like say I'm going to a club or a concert or some Mm -hmm. events I love to dance and I gosh it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) I don't do it a lot obviously like I I men will because it's more common for men to approach a woman and and ask her to dance I kind of don't usually need to be the one asking men Mm -hmm. to dance, but there's been a a few times where, you know, especially if I was in a social dance setting, when you're watching Mm -hmm. other people dancing in the space, um, doing, you know, um, salsa steps, I want to dance with the man who looks experienced. I want to dance with the man who is going to, you know, show me something that I don't already know. He looks confident in his footwork. He looks confident in the way that he uses his hands to lead a woman. And that's going to be a good experience for me. So I've certainly gone up to a man Mm -hmm. before and been like, I love your style. Um, You look like such a strong dancer. Can I I dance with you? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a lot of training in social dance forms like that, but I have a lot of training in dance. And so I learn things very quickly and I want to have an experience that's going to be memorable for me
0: <clears throat> exactly that doesn't and beneficial yeah
1: yeah and that doesn't yeah. mean that i don't enjoy ha- dancing with people who are not as experienced or uh, have as much training as i do um i'm just like that's kind of the example that comes to mind because of the question that you asked and yeah. i do think that you know i i would like to encourage more women to to be assertive and approach men to dance because, you know, like if you see a guy that you like the way he looks and you like the way he moves, like go and, and put yourself out there. Like, you know, it's it's it mm-hmm. could be a really great experience or he could say no and then you just move on and you don't, you know, you don't take it too seriously or too personally, like you're there to have a good time. And if you wanna connect with a person, whether it's emotionally or, or physically, like in it on the dance floor, or intellectually in conversations over a drink, like, like, yeah, like go up and talk to that person.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect advice. I know like I, I, yeah. I, all I can think of is just all the like men out there. If they're like being asked to dance, I, I just, I can't imagine like their faces like me dance. What? You either have yeah. like a very confident guy or the very like kind of like shy guy <laughs> who's like, um, okay. And then like, he's like, Oh God, don't, don't mess up. Don't mess up.
1: I've definitely been like that person that like has made men feel more comfortable to try dancing because like sometimes men will be intimidated to dance with me because they know I'm a dancer and I have a lot of training and I'm like, I, I don't care. You don't need to impress me. You just, you know, I'm here to have a good time with you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's true. Um, but I think what I would say is probably one of, the, like, my least favorite things is when <clears throat> a man does not use his words when he's approaching me. He does not use words to ask me to dance. He'll kind of just, like, take my hand, hand and pull up. me uh-huh. or, like, put his hand on my waist or on uh, my hip or something. And I'm like, you're a complete stranger and I haven't given you yeah. permission to touch me yet. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, that, that I, I would say, you know gentlemen, like maybe you, you know, you think you might be romantic, and I, I can't speak for all women that that's, de- that's definitely worked for like, if you're a really good looking person, like you can get away with a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I I definitely like in the in the past, when men have been, have approached me in a way where, you know, they're behaving and acting like a gentleman, I, I'm more, those have been really memorable experiences for me. Okay.
0: So another, another tip, men be, (laughs) be gentlemen. Chivalry isn't dead. (laughs) Do the nice (laughs) uh, gentleman like thing. Ask for a woman's permission first before (laughs) doing anything really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Our bodies are sacred. You know, if I'm, if I'm letting you touch my body or, you know, dance with me, Mm -hmm. it's, it's an experience for both of us so like the energy goes both ways and it, it I want it to be a positive experience for for both myself and the person that I'm with
0: definitely definitely huh. what so I have another little question why do you think people like dance what what's <laughs> what's the human I guess desire to dance because right it can be like in a professional setting or like at a club or in your own like living room or even at festivals like you go to like a electronic music festival. Mm-hmm. People are either not, you know, doing the traditional sense of dance, but like they are like I don't know, jumping up and down to the music or shuffling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's that's, that's oh, a I love shuffling. Type of I, oh my God, my friend, my friend Justin, he <laughs> can shuffle like like there's no tomorrow. And I've tried and I'm like, why can't I get this footwork? Gosh, it's
1: so funny. Yeah, just like kind of going back to one of your previous questions about mm-hmm. which dance forms are my favorite. I also love house dance. I love shuffling. I love like gloving and tutting and, and stuff yes. like that. So it's such a, it's so cool because like there's so many different complex dynamic ways of approaching dance. And I think that's why I love it so much. And I feel like other people probably feel the same way about dancing as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, It brings you joy to like be in your body and to like feel your body and just move through space. Um, But I would say that what I, the reason why I believe people like to dance is it's actually, in Ingrained into our DNA. Um, Mm -hmm. Our ancestors have been dancing in ceremonies to, you know, ask the gods to help with the growth of our crops, to to help with the harvest, to help bring the rain, to, you know, like that. That's originally what belly dancing was. It was actually a dance that was performed by women for women, it was Mm -hmm. not a dance that was performed. For men to be spectators, it was the the dance of fertility. So women would, they would teach each other how to move their bellies and their hips to stimulate, you know, the internal organs of the body, the body, the part of the body that is going to be bearing children and prepare the body to bear children. So dance is huh. is part That's of of us. It's it's not something that is outside of us. There's a lot of studies, and cultural anthropology and that, that reveal that dance has been an integral part of our evolution as a species. It, 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 before we had words and, and language, we used movements and gestures to mm-hmm. communicate with each other. So that's why I believe that we still, even now in this time and in this era, we, we like to dance. It's in a way that we express ourselves. It's a way that we connect with each other. Um, Music certainly plays a big part of that. But even, you know, without analyzing the interconnectedness of music and dance, Mm -hmm. uh, dance has always been a way for people to communicate, to express, and to that, connect.
0: That is so awesome. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that, that's so great. Oh my God. Thank um, you. I guess to, um, in a sense, wrap everything that we've been talking about,
1: mm-hmm. How,
0: how has and how does dance, how has it been affecting your everyday life Hmm. since since you've been doing it? Since, how is it going to be affecting your life moving forward, going into the future now?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, oh, wow. That's a great question. (laughs) A dance because it is the way that I've kept my body healthy through the years. It affects my daily life because if I, if I am working a lot, I'm driving a lot, and my body is feeling stiff. My mm-hmm. body like is craving movement, because it's so it it, it's so used to being, active. So if I have like a couple of days or a week where I'm just like slammed with appointments or, like on a very long commutes driving mm-hmm. up and down and all around la like my body starts to feel anxious my mind starts to feel anxious i haven't had a way to release as much energy
0: yeah that and LA so i traffic definitely doesn't notice help. that
1: yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and you know i enjoy other forms of movement i you know i think you also know this about me i teach yoga and i teach pilates Mm -hmm. and i'm a fitness and a personal trainer so i teach like bar and dance fit classes and weight training classes and um and things like that so movement is is a really important part of my life and i Mm -hmm. my body desires movement every day in terms of like the mental and emotional aspect of it it's Mm -hmm it's also a way that I express myself when I feel like my words, not necessarily fail me, but I don't have, or I don't know the words to express myself. So um, dancing, allows me to have that moment, even if I'm by myself and nobody is there to see what I'm communicating. It helps me bring forth my own emotions so I can understand them better, sit with them, resolve them if they're difficult feelings um or enjoy them if they're beautiful feelings and moving forward i i just realized that i always want to be a dancer even if i don't do it professionally i i want to encourage people to feel safe in their bodies to enjoy any type of dance or variation of movement that speaks to them um Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. It's, it's a beautiful experience that we we have with, with our bodies, with our minds and art is certainly an incredible way that we stay connected to ourselves and, that, and it allows us to be connected with others who share the same passions, um, whether it's painting or drawing or playing instruments or dancing, or other types of crafts and, and creations. Um, so I, I definitely want to be, and I want to represent that for people in my life who come across me, who meet me, um, or who have known me for some time. I, I want to be able to represent a person who, you know, is not afraid to express myself through the mediums that speak to me and encourages other people to not live in fear to try new things like you you know sometimes dance can be intimidating for people Mm -hmm. um but it's it's you know it's not that serious like life is short if it if something calls to you open up to it explore it and then and then see how you feel about it
0: definitely yeah don't be afraid to follow your passions no matter how Mm -hmm how big or even how small they are and don't be afraid to try something new even if you don't think you're going to be good at it right
1: yeah yeah exactly and no one is good at anything like right when you first started I mean you know we obviously like have things that like we're a little more skilled at right away but if it's something that you really enjoy like Training, going to classes, like working mm-hmm. on your steps, working on your, your, dynamic approach to art, just creating a regimen for yourself. If it's something that you really do want to be good at, just work at it, train, and and you'll see so much growth in yourself, and that will inspire you and motivate you to
0: keep doing those things. That's so true. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. I've loved this conversation, Daddy. Um, Yay! Sorry.
1: I've been really enjoying talking with you about this as well.
0: <laughs> so for everybody out there, where uh, can they find you, like on social media, online?
1: Yeah. So I have I have two Instagrams. My main page is Danny Dot Movement M V M T, and then my other Instagram is at the No periods. No capitals. No um no funky characters or anything like that um and that's pretty that's pretty much all i have right now i'm working on launching a youtube channel um i've been kind of working on it the last few months uh, you know over covid it's been an interest of mine to get that going um but yeah uh certainly if if you link up on me, with me on social media on instagram you'll see me posting about virtual classes that i'm hosting and and when i decide to launch my youtube channel <laughs>
0: It's nice. oh, awesome. Everybody, give her a follow. Go check her out. Go check <laughs> her out. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right, and let's see. We'll take a break really quick here, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back. All right, so now we're on to our. Uh, last segment of the show where that we like to call the rec center.
1: Woo.
0: (laughs) Um, So this part of the show, we just throw out a few little recommendations that we feel like you listeners will like and can go check out uh, after the show has ended. All right. Danny, do you have any recommendations for our listeners?
1: Yes, um, certainly. I love recommending things to other people that I feel like I took some useful things from. And, Mm -hmm. and certainly, like, I think that these things might be helpful for your listeners as well, because they were helpful for me. Um, I'd love to recommend to you guys a book by Brene Brown. It's called Daring Greatly. It was gifted to me by one of my supervisors at a job that i had last year um prior to covid and all the shutdowns and she gifted this book to me because she knew i was passionate about my art and she knew that i was struggling with self-doubt and fear of failure and and things like that and so i highly recommend the book daring greatly to everyone if you're feeling like you hesitate to pursue the things that you're passionate about or to pursue your your dreams, um, it's a really empowering book that helps you really break down those internal barriers that you've built against yourself. Um, So I think that would be a really great thing to pick up. You can order it online, you can get it at a bookstore. The other two things I'd love to recommend to your listeners are two virtual platforms that I've been using during COVID to keep up with my dance training. And they are great for beginners, as well as people who might be a little more experienced with dance and even for professional dancers. I like that there's a range of, of class levels. So if you are a beginner and you're brand new to dance, you can still use these platforms. You don't have to be a highly trained dancer or professional dancer like myself. The first platform is called STEEZY Studios. <laughs> I'm like, super excited to like put this little plug in there for them because I think that they're doing a great job offering many different styles of dance to people who want to train virtually. And <clears throat> STEEZY Studios is primarily for commercial dance styles like hip hop, popping, locking, um, crump styles, there's some break dancing classes, there's heels classes. And they even have, you know, house sta- house styles of dance, you know, so there's footwork, there's <clears throat> so many different things. So if you're interested in styles like that, I would check out Steezy Studios. the other platform that I really, really love that I'm, I'm super passionate about this. And I was really happy that I signed up for this subscription is, um, a a program called serpentine studies and this is uh, a platform for tribal fusion dance training and again you don't need to have any experience in belly dance to sign up for the subscription and get started i think that's one of the things that i've been really loving about having these options um Mm -hmm via the internet now is because if you work on a class and there's some really difficult concepts that you're not used to moving your hips or your spine or standing in that kind of posture for extended periods of time you can just retake that class as many times as you need to or or rewind and keep going through the sequence and really drilling the fundamentals and i've noticed so much growth in myself as a dancer just from being able to have that option to rewind videos go back to a section that was challenging for me and really perfect it before moving on to the next thing so i highly recommend serpentine studies as well the woman who created it is so inspiring her name is amaya and she is a beautiful dancer and a a really wonderful instructor and i i admire her so much Uh, she's a huge role model to me she doesn't she doesn't know who i am so <laughs> she's like um but yeah like she she's one day very she, will. Inspired. One day she yeah. will yeah exactly thank you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i recommend those three things to your listeners i hope that you guys try them out i hope that you like them i hope that you enjoyed uh learning a little bit about me and hearing my story and i've been really enjoying just catching up with you leo because it's been six or seven years or yeah six years
0: (laughs) oh my god i know right (laughs) it's been such a long time oh yeah thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on um yeah i mean i i I don't have any recommendations that would top that uh the only thing i have (laughs) maybe is that i'm watching cobra kai on netflix um
1: (laughs) yes i recommend that too
0: (laughs) Basically, if you like 80s nostalgia and martial arts and the Karate Kid um, so and, and maybe some high school <laughs> drama, you're, you're going to like this show, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my God. But, great. Oh, yes. But yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on today's show.
1: It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right so we have our instagram at first recess uh if you can find us on spotify apple podcast give us a follow on spotify give us a comment and review on apple podcast and um yeah we'll see you guys next time right, and Thanks, we'll definitely everyone. bring yeah we'll <laughs> definitely bring danny back for sure
1: <laughs> awesome
0: <laughs> all right see you